0: If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is All Revved Up from iHub Radio. Here's
1: Todd. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's our Bring a Trailer Hour, and I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey there, Todd. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I hope you are too. I'm
2: just trying to get myself situated <laughs> into the into the cockpit here.
1: <laughs> you're you're a busy man, I know that. It has been <laughs> lately, yeah. Yes, um, let's just start out. Uh, let's go right into it. Our you know from last week, our picks and how they settled. Uh, the first one was a night from you was a 1954 Jaguar XK120, um, and it's quite a special car. But that one. Uh, let's see. That one uh, was bid to 62500 and reserve was not met. No? No. Hmm. I don't know what the reserve was, but it was not met.
2: Seems to me that they should always have to make that clear at the end of the auction so that people know how far the. They were off, but I guess yeah, people they, they never give that and,
1: because I think I think if the if they want to relist it, they don't want people to say, Well, before the, you know, you wanted, you know, pick a number eighty thousand right. dollars and now, you know, you've reduced your you know, reduced it to say sixty thousand dollars to, to dump it. And we don't know that. And I think that's one of the reasons why they don't do it, uh, because it's a possibility of being relisted. And often uh, the high bid and the seller email each other and say, okay, I wanted, let's say he was bid to $62,500 and it was, uh, they wanted 70000 maybe they can make a deal. So we shall see if, uh, I don't think it's going to be relisted anytime soon, but uh, now there was this really sexy 1967 Lancia Fulvia, uh, which was just a lovely, lovely car, I thought, uh, it was uh, very nicely preserved and well presented, and that one for twenty seven thousand dollars, which is a really good price for that car. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the two thousand eight Ford Mustang Bullet. It did not get the love that you thought it might get. It was, but it sold for twenty four thousand five hundred. So they didn't get some you know astronomical valuation. That was the Lancia. Uh, no, no. The Lancia was twenty seven thousand. The oh. Mustang Bullet was twenty four thousand. Oh, that's right. And the bullet that was the Steve yeah. McQueen car, right? Yeah, exactly. But it yeah. was the it was the you know fiftieth anniversary or whatever of the the movie, right. and uh, it was done to commemorate that. And it didn't get a lot of love at twenty four thousand five, but it sold. Uh, then you had the 1988 Rolls Royce Corniche. That was the convertible. Uh, it did much better than I thought. I mean, again, I, these these are very expensive cars to repair, so you don't see them as you know doing well usually on auction. And this one sold for 41,250. So not bad. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the last car you had was a nineteen sixty seven Pontiac GTO, which was really a lovely car with really a, a lot of good options on it. Uh it was bid to forty seven forty eight thousand five hundred reserve not met. Mm. And that's a high that's a high number for that GTO. <laughs> yeah. Reserve not met. Wait okay. How high did it go again? Uh forty eight five. Yeah. Yeah. No idea what they wanted. I guess maybe at least 50000 but hard to know. Now, my picks were a 2001 Plymouth Neon. And the reason I picked it is because it was the very last Plymouth ever built. The last Plymouth model anywhere ever. Uh, it was in good condition and it certainly had been uh, you know, well cared for and had almost every option you could imagine on it. Uh, and it went for $19,000, which is probably double what, or maybe triple what any neon would sell for today. And is that the car
2: that I, if I'm recalling right, because I don't have the links for it was uh, a Ford or
1: silver thing. But and it was, like it was the a that was one that was
2: a four speed? Uh, it was a five speed. Or yeah, five speed. Yeah, it was an automatic, mm-hmm. or I mean, a, a manual transmission, which was right. kind of weird for that car.
1: Right, well, you wouldn't have seen it in your rental car, but this was specifically specified to have it. I mean, it had every yeah. other you know leather seats and you know all the upgraded stereo systems and all that kind of stuff, so it had all in you know cruise control all the various things right. it was well optioned so nineteen thousand I guess is pretty good, considering you know these are not <laughs> these are not cars that you really pay a lot of money for these days, right. Uh, then I had a 1992 Aston Martin Virage. Now, the reason I picked it is because they couldn't; the electronics were sort of screwed on the car, and they didn't know how many miles were on the car. Lovely car, black with a tan interior, uh, but someone was going to have to sort the electronics. And the joke, ongoing joke on the, on the comments was it's going to cost as much as the price of the car to fix the car. So, <laughs> uh, but uh, that sold for $56,500. That's, that's not bad. And then there was um, I had a 2007 Mercedes Benz S 600, and the reason I picked that is because these you know V12s are are kind of uh, you know rare these days. They didn't sell that many originally, and finding good used ones on the market are hard to find, especially ones that haven't been you know that, that have low miles and have been well maintained because these are expensive cars to maintain. Yeah, uh, that went for. They uh, $40,050. I don't know what the 50 means, but $40,050. So that's sold. And then there was – I also had a 1991 BMW M3, and I picked it – it was a premium listing, and I picked it because I wanted to see just how high these people would go for this kind of car because it's gone for very high numbers before. Now, this is a premium listing, so it actually doesn't close for another couple of days. So I don't have a price on it yet. I'll have one next week. Hmm. And then I had a 1975 BMW uh, 3.0 CSI, a really lovely silver car that had been completely redone, beautifully presented. Uh, it went for two hundred and three thousand dollars with tons of bidding. Wow, <laughs> two hundred and three thousand. That's wow. a lot of dough. That's a lot of dough. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it was a beautiful car. It was well presented, and and you know the reason you buy these kinds of cars is because then you don't have the five years of headaches of trying to redo them you know to be the right you know to be right sure yeah so that that's one of the reasons you buy them okay, okay. uh so let's see so let's go into uh today's picks i just today. want
2: to preface uh today's picks by saying that the first car or uh, three cars that i looked at this week that i wanted to add uh-huh. were all selling before we went on the air today Ah, uh, so I think-
1: I, I think left one them off, still but. sells while we're on the air. I have to go back and look, but I think one is counting down right now. Hmm. Um, let's just start the first one. Here we this go. This is the 1975 um, Pontiac Firebird Trans Am 5-speed. Ex- yes, Uh, Now let's see what this says. It says that, here we go, I brought it up here. Um, This is a modified 1975 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am 5-speed. This uh, 1975 Pontiac uh, Firebird Trans Am was purchased by the owner in 2015 and was subsequently refurbished and modified. The car was refinished in black over black vinyl and powered by a 383 cubic HV-8 paired with a keisler engineering five-speed manual transmission and a ford nine-inch rear end uh features include uh, uh height heights subframe i don't know the, the i think word, that's heights. heights uh heights and uh subframe and subframe connectors coil over front uh, rear suspension uh will uh four-wheel disc brakes uh, auto meter gauges blah 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 um somebody spent a lot of money on this basically yeah uh, and I'm not sure they're going to get their money out of it. It's it's nicely presented. Yeah. You know, the picture. The pictures are excellent. I it's actually a thought it was car. like an, a dark deep navy blue, but I guess that is black. Well, it says it says yeah. black. I mean, I've I've mistaken <laughs> navy blue for black before. That's certainly not something that I've mistaken. Um, it, it closes in four days, and the current bid is twenty six thousand dollars. Uh, like I said, yeah. they, they've done a beautiful job of presenting it. They, so this was somebody's dream build, basically, and now the question is, will they get any of you know any of their money back? <laughs> that, that's the that's the big question.
2: Well, they may not, but it's a nice looking car, and I'd love it, it to is. drive around town in it.
1: Yeah, and it it uh, it only has forty five. Uh, I mean, it has fairly low miles, but it's. Um, uh I think it'd be fun to drive around. I don't think it would get very good gas mileage, but who cares? Yeah. Um, now,
2: my next car Todd, um again, I know we've talked about how expensive these cars are to maintain and yes. and all that. Um and its current bid with only 2 days left to go is at $11,000. <laughs> but you you have to admit, I mean, this has really great classic style. Look
1: it, of a Rolls Royce. It does Royce. old world style. It's, it's the just BMW had just purchased Rolls Royce, uh, and they so they really hadn't made many changes yet. So this is uh, you know the the right around 2000 is when all that went down when uh, Volkswagen made a gigantic mistake by buying Volkswagen thought they were buying Rolls Royce and Bentley together. They bought the factory, they bought everything, but you know what they didn't buy. Um, Volkswagen didn't buy the rights to the Rolls-Royce name, which were owned by the Rolls-Royce uh, engine company, the one that actually uh, builds engine for aircraft. Mm. And it's owned by them. And so BMW went to them and said, we'll buy the name from you. And they did, which means that Volkswagen then had to sell them the assets because there was no other way for them to do it because they couldn't build a Rolls-Royce. <laughs> that was a big blunder by somebody. Yep. Okay, so, so anyway,
2: the, the silver Seraph is just
1: it's amazing it it really just reeks of elegance yes it's like a locomotive uh yeah these 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 things are big heavy cars and and, and, you know this has presence a v12 Uh, i mean of course Uh, so this 2000 Rolls-Royce Silver Serif is one of just uh, 1,570 produced between 1998 and 2002 and was registered in California and Ohio before its acquisition by the seller's uh, late friend in 2019. Uh, the car is finished in Silver Tempest over Stratos, uh, leather upholstery, and is powered by a 5.4 liter V12 mated to a five-speed automatic transmission, Equipment includes dual-zone automatic climate control, and it goes on. I mean, most of these are actually standard features on any Rolls-Royce. So I don't think there's really anything that's that different. Maybe the adaptive ride control suspension was extra, but uh, the wood veneer is beautiful on this car, and it's uh, really very nice. It only has 45,000 miles. Uh, $11,000 right now is the bid uh, with two days left. Are you going to bid on it, John? Uh, I'm not,
2: but if I still had a few extra ducats laying around, I might have. Although, I'm not sure that, let alone with regards to the maintenance, but I'm not sure that I could have even afforded to keep gas in the tank. Because what (laughs) does this thing get, like um, four gallons
1: to the mile? Like eight. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really sucks it down. I would think. But again, you didn't care. I probably had a 35-gallon gas tank, and you just, you know, you had had the, the help. Fill it up. You didn't fill it up yourself.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, well, at least not on my credit card.
1: <laughs> no. No. The help filled these up. I mean, yeah. that's how these things are done in, in the old world. Uh, God, I, I don't want to get into the next one because I think we're almost near the break, aren't we, John?
2: Uh, let's see. We have, yeah, about a minute and 20 seconds.
1: Okay. Well, well, we'll talk about it, but we won't go into all the details. But, um, Let's see, this is a 1971 Opel GT. Now, I, I've been told that it's pronounced Opel. Now, I don't know if that's right or not, but you know, we've always pronounced Opel, uh, I mean, we've always pronounced it Opel because that's why, if we look at the English spelling of the word, it's Opel. And Opel was the German subsidiary of GM for you know decades and decades and decades. So for them to bring it over here, I think they were sold at Buick dealers? Hmm, yeah, actually, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, at the time. And we'll talk about it when we get back. This is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Ripped Up on Radio.
0: It's Todd Bianco talking cars and trucks on iHub Radio's All Revved Up. Here's Todd.
1: Welcome back. This is our Bring a Trailer Hour. I'm here with John McMillan. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. Uh, we uh, were talking about the Opel GT that you chose. a 1971 Opel GT. Um, the 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 lead picture of this is kind of cool because it has the headlights up. These were headlights that basically rolled around on their you know, rolled over on their side. They didn't pop up. They rolled around on their you know over on their side to, to close. Uh, it's a pretty cool car, and there just weren't that many of them because they you know were imported from Germany. And this one is in. Fairly decent condition, it says this Opel GPT is finished in silver with black stripe over a reupholstered black vinyl interior and is powered by a fuel-injected 2.2-liter inline-four paired with a five-speed manual transmission. It has no radio. Um, features a 13-inch alloy wheels, uh, black painted bumpers, uh, pop-up headlights, and front disc brakes. I think that's probably very standard on this car. There's not much else. Uh, the seller is said to have uh, included replacements of the water pump and wiring uh, repair. Yeah, uh, it's offered uh by the seller on behalf of its current owner with a clean California title and it sold uh while we were talking at 15,750, which is very good for this car.
2: Yeah. It, yeah. It's a very sleek little car, too. It is. It's hard to fit in, though. I'm sure, but you know, it yeah. gives you it gives you motivation to get or stay on a diet. <laughs>
1: I guess so. Um, okay your, your next car is a 1973 di Tommaso Pantera which is being sold by the original owner and it's, it's Omaha Nebraska. Wow. It was uh, The 73D Tommaso Pantera was acquired but new by the current owner in February of 1974 and said to have undergone a refurbishment in 2018. The car is finished in orange over black interior and is powered by a 351 Cleveland uh, V8. That's a Ford engine. Uh, they, they bought all their engines from Ford. Uh, paired with a five-speed uh, ZF uh, manual transaxle. The equipment includes uh, staggered width 15-inch uh Campanello wheels uh will would force four wheel disc brake conversion uh coney dampers a holly carburetor uh L-O-Brock aluminum intake blah 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 uh so it's it's really quite nice they've done a great job of of uh of updating it it has twenty six thousand miles on it which is very low for a car of this of this age it's basically um,
2: um- it's like school bus orange too,
1: <laughs> yeah well school bus is mostly yellow, but it has that it has that tinge to it yeah it has that, that look to it you're right <clears throat> so right okay. now, it where is it is might it? look more uh, like a pencil yes uh, it closes at uh, tomorrow and right now the bidding is at $77,500. five uh, hundred it is uh, not a no reserve so this will hopefully go up but before uh, it closes. Uh, Then your next choice was the 1969 Pontiac GTO Judge uh, four-speed project. So I guess that means it's not quite done yet. Uh, There's things to do on this car. It needs help.
2: So I still thought it looked kind of cool. For it it does. Did you see the interior and the engine though? uh, Yeah. Yeah. It needs help. It needs a lot of help there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This one's not going
2: for aesthetics.
1: Yeah. Well, I love the look of this car. I mean, I love yeah. the look of these cars. They, they've always been cool, and I've always liked it when called the Judge. Uh, this 1969 <laughs> Pontiac GTO Judge Coupe is, non, is a non-running project car that the seller acquired in 2008. Oops, it's been sitting for a while. Uh, from the previous owner who reported, uh, of reportedly 37 years. This car is uh, finished in orange over black and is equipped with a replacement 400 cubic inch V8 paired with a four-speed manual transmission. Equipment includes a uh, staggered uh, uh, wheels, uh, let's see what else, rally wheels, uh, vacuum-assisted front disc brakes, uh, ram air induction, front bucket seats, a hearse shifter, power steering, and push-button radio. The car is said to have been off the road for more than 20 years, looks it, and is in need of mechanical sorting and cosmetic attention. Yes, it does. Um, it's, bidding right now is at $13,000. It closes tomorrow.
2: Yeah, and I picked a a rare sixth selection this week because it wasn't really serious. Uh, It was just kind of funny. Uh, And my suggestion was is that we should buy it and give it to Caitlyn Jenner uh, because the only thing that is lower to the ground is her polling numbers for governor of California. That is true. I think they announced yesterday they were around 6%. So um, this thing is just a go-kart, and once in a while we add a go-kart or a dune buggy to the mix right. of discussion. Uh, there's nothing special about it. Uh, the only thing is is it's definitely red. Red. From
1: 1959, though, they must have dipped it in red paint at some point, yeah. Must have. Uh, but that's that would be a scary car to drive on the road. It's a 1959
2: Duke's Supercart, And it was built by Fox Manufacturing, a model airplane engine manufacturer (laughs) out of Fort Smith, Arkansas. And it is said to have remained with its original owner until 1999.
1: That's a long time. So they
2: kept it for 40 years. (laughs) 50. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, no, no, 40. 40, 40, yeah. right. 59 years was subsequently 99. refurbished and won first place in the 50s kart class at uh, Karting Expo in Chicago and best uh, show uh, from Vintage Kart Olympics in 2002. Wow. All righty. Well, good for it. Uh, <laughs> more pics from Bring a Trailer when we get back. This is Todd Bianco with John McMullen, all revved up on I Have Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Detroit and beyond. Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio.
1: Welcome back. I'm here with John McMillan, and we're talking Bring a Trailer of Picks this week. Uh, let's see. Let me start with uh, my first one, which is a 1954 Aston Martin DB2-4 5-speed. It's a premium listing. And these are rare. I don't think I've ever seen one of these things on the road. It's extremely rare. Uh, they only made 565 of them. Uh during all the production of this. They don't say how long it was produced. And this car was uh, completed in September of... uh 1953, before being delivered to Foreign Car Center in Carmel, California, a year later via Chicago importer S.H. Arnold. Uh, the car is said to have been briefly owned by newspaper publisher William Randolph Hearst, Jr., before being purchased by its next owner, who campaigned at uh, various tracks along California the California coast. It remained with a single owner in the state Uh, from 1975 uh, to the 1990s and underwent cosmetic refurbishment retaining its original color combination which is black with uh, the tan interior Uh, yeah let's see uh Uh, Subsequent mechanical overhaul by Kevin K. Restorations. I guess we're supposed to know who that is. Uh, Let's see. Included overhaul of its uh, numbers matching 2.9 liter dual overhead cam in line six, as well as installation of a T5 five-speed manual transmission. Additional features include uh, twin SU carburetors, uh, 16-inch wire wheels, uh, leather hood strap. Of course, you need one of those. And front disc brakes. This is probably best to stop it. Uh, left, it's a left-hand drive DB2/4 was a participant in the 2019 Rodano. Um, classic Hill co- Country Rally in Texas is now offered in Texas as part of the Driver's Source Spring Motoring Collection uh, with the removed four-speed gearbox, a uh, a build sheet, a British Motor uh, Industry Heritage Trust Certificate, and invoices dating back to 2007. Uh, right now, it's at 150000 and it ends in six days. 160 is 150 isn't going to buy it, so that people are going to have to come up in price. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dude, my next car. pick. Yeah, is a and I, I did this because you know I had to think of uh, you know Falcon Crest right. Uh, this <laughs> is a nineteen seventy uh, BMW six hundred Pullman. Now I've picked a six hundred before just because I think these are these cars are amazing and have presence. They were you know only a few hundred of them built. Uh, let's see how many does it say. Um, it was built in uh, 1970. It's a strong, it's a long wheelbase four-door Pullman. This thing is gigantic uh, from the factory, and I mean, it has presence. To look at this thing, it looks like it would have been um,
2: a presidential limousine of the day. It does. Back, uh, I, I mean, it, in it the it day. Becomes,
1: yeah. Doesn't it come with like uh, maybe it comes with places to put flags? What does it say here? The 4 Pullman with a production completion date of 1969 was delivered to the Libyan Development Company, reportedly for use by King Idris of Libya, uh, and later spent time in Japan before being exported to California, where it was acquired by the seller in 2011. A subsequent refurbishment uh, totaling over 150 grand Ooh, that was completed. <laughs> These are expensive cars to to take of. Uh, in 2014 uh, work included uh, refurbishing the body in black, uh, reupholstering the bamboo leather um, interior. Bamboo is the color. Uh, renewing the burl wood trim and overhauling the suspension brakes and the exhaust system power is provided by a 6.3 liter M100 V8 paired with a four-speed automatic transmission and additional equipment includes a uh, rear uh, cabin divider, uh, inward-facing uh, rear seats, of course, curtains, front and rear air conditioning A Becker Mexico stereo And cooled rear deck uh, and, a, and a cooled rear drink Cabinet. The car was used in Filming of uh, the television Series uh, The Man with the High Castle, which if you've never seen it, I believe it's Amazon Prime
2: huh.
1: e- Excellent, excellent it's, 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 The question is whether or not, you know, this is What happens if Germany won the war oh. <laughs> and it, it's, it's Quite well done, actually. Yeet. I guess there's books on this Thing. Um so th- th- let's see. Uh, so the current bid of eighty five thousand probably is not going to take it, and it ends in ten days. It's a premium listing. Ah, so I won't have the uh, the auction results next week. However, the next one is a little different, and I I, I just I, I think it's kind of interesting. This is a nineteen uh, it, uh, two, I mean a two thousand eighteen Dodge Challenger SRT Demon with a whopping twelve miles on it so basically somebody bought it as an investment uh so this 2018 dodge challenger srt demon was first delivered to don franklin uh uh campbellsville dodge in campbellsville kentucky this is now, by the
2: way going to be one of my selections but i i had a strong feeling that you would select this car
1: yeah it, it's it's let's see it has it's powered by a supercharged uh 6.2 liter Hemi V8 paired with an 8-speed automatic transmission uh, with a limited slip differential the car retains factory protective covering in other words they've really never driven it uh, and uh, heated and cooled seats uh, you connect infotainment and Harman Kardon audio uh, the car has been on display at the Midwest Dream Car Collection Museum in Manhattan Kansas since 2018 this SRT Demon is offered uh, with a Demon crate and accessories it's Windows sticker, assembly documents, uh, uh, a red key. A red key means there's you had to have a separate key to go fast. These these cars are extremely fast. Ah. Yeah. Um, uh, I like the clean Carfax report and a clean Kansas title and the museum's name.
2: I like the uh, paint job on this thing too, Todd, because it's this two-tone. It has a uh, shiny white, but then there's also a very matte finished Black for the hood and for the, for the, you know, the, re- car tom- yeah, the rear deck
1: as well yeah. as the, as well as the, uh, the roof. Yeah. Uh, so it says the car is finished in white knuckle, great color and features SRT demon equipment, including a black satin air grabber hood. Uh, Rear deck lid spoiler, uh, wide body fender flares, dual exhaust outlets, and black demon fender badges. Uh, Front uh, splitter retains its yellow protective strip. Really, they just didn't do anything with this. Uh, It just sort of sat. uh, Let's see. The 6.2 liter Hemi V8 features uh, a twin screw uh, supercharger and was factory rated at 808 horsepower. (laughs) Wow. And 717 pound-feet of torque on premium fuel, of course, or 840 horsepower and 770 pound-feet of torque on 100 octane fuel when enabled by the race car tuned ECU included in the Demon crate. So you have to place, you have to put in the separate uh, engine control unit chip that it comes with in the crate, as, as well as special wheels
2: this thing just reeks the word
1: fast <laughs> it is very fast uh, let's see the the, the the window sticker I just wanted to look at that for a second because that's always interesting uh, they had the window sticker was for the original price was ninety two thousand two hundred and seventy seven dollars uh, base price of course of $83,265. Uh, uh, you know uh, you connect audio group uh, comfort group of two thousand four hundred and ninety five dollars um. Uh, see, red seatbelts of one hundred ninety-five dollars. Uh, track uh, car- trunk carpet kit, a dollar. Okay. Uh, painted black satin uh, graphic package, three thousand four hundred ninety-five dollars. You really should like it. <laughs> and the gas guzzler tax of seventeen hundred dollars for the total price of ninety uh, two, two seventy-seven. Wow. Yeah, with the with you know sixteen miles per gallon on average, thirteen in the city, twenty two on the highway, and if you actually use it for racing, don't count on those numbers. No. And finding a hundred octane fuel is not easy these days. Where would you do that? There were at one time there was a like special a- uh, Union Seventy Six station in Beverly Hills that had it, and I don't think they have it anymore. I think you have to go to like uh, Airfield. Oh, yeah to get it i think that's that's the only place that you can find it right now as far as you know filling up your car uh, let's see the bidding is at already at one hundred eight thousand, uh which of course is more than the sticker and uh it ends in three days right so pretty so pretty good i mean we'll see what it goes for but these you know they only made a handful of these and these are you know very rare cars and they were very, very fast in a straight line. Don't try to you know, do curves with it. Um, <clears throat> all right. Now, the next car I picked was is because we just don't see them here. And then this is a 1995 Suzuki Carry 4x4. And it's a carry because it's a tiny little pickup truck, basically. And they, they have these cars all over Japan. I think they're called, is it pronounced Key? K E I. It's a special class of cars in Japan. They have to be tiny. They have to, you know, like fit within a certain dimension and they have to have a tiny engine. And this one's six hundred and fifty-seven CCs. Um, yeah, again, this it is has the car to fit you, within it for a tax group.
2: This is what the car that you take to Home Depot or to Costco or something to do your shopping run. And yes. it doesn't really seem
1: practical for much else no it 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 has a it's kind of fun to look at yeah it's cute I mean, just because we don't see them here in the United States you know a key car is very common in Japan but anytime
2: but, I see four wheels in the Suzuki logo uh-huh uh, I think about things that turn over when they're not
1: supposed to <laughs> was that the samurai that did that yes yes okay yeah um I don't know if it does that. I, it, 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 this is a much smaller car, and it probably has a slightly lower center of gravity, even though it has a fairly high cab. Yeah, and the steering uh, even, column, of course is on the
2: right thing. because it is a Japanese vehicle. So let's right. uh, so
1: this, say uh, this 1995 Suzuki Carry is a Japanese market key car. Uh, pickup that was imported to the US by the seller in 2020. It has to be 25 years old to get it here. And uh, now shows 4,400 kilometers, which is about 2,700 miles. Uh, the truck is finished in white over gray upholstery and is powered by a 657 CC inline three cylinder engine paired with a six speed manual transmission and a four wheel drive transfer transfer case. Equipment includes air conditioning. Wow, that's a big deal. Um, rear axle lock, uh, flip down uh, bedsides. Well, that's always important to have, just if you have a wide load. <laughs> <laughs> My guess is this thing doesn't go very fast. Yeah, <laughs> And it, it does fit in parking spaces, but it doesn't go very fast. Yeah. Uh, this is one where, the, you know, you, if, if you're going uh, down to the Home Depot here in, in the Valley, uh, you know, basically you have to, you know, push it with wind to, to get to get up to speed with, with the other cars on the road. It's just not going to be a fast car, no no matter how you you, uh, slice it. So, it's uh, offered uh, with documentation, a toolkit, and a clean Ohio title in the seller's name in Columbus, Ohio. Right now, the bidding is at $4,000. No reserve, by the way. And it ends in five days. Now, my guess is that they didn't pay a lot of money for this car. You no, know, in Japan, I'm, this would have been a very common car, 25 years old. You know, probably not a lot of money.
2: Probably spent half the money just shipping it here. That's probably true.
1: Probably cost a lot, is the same price to buy it as it did to ship it. Well,
2: you know what? <laughs> Coming up next is a kind of car that we never really ever see on Bring
1: a Trailer. Yes, it's. it's fairly unusual, and that's one of the reasons I picked it. Uh, This is Todd Bianco with John McMullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on I Have Radio, and we will be right back.
0: Todd Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760 544 TALK. That's 760 544 8255. Here's Todd.
1: Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. We're talking our Bring a Trailer picks for the week. Uh, Also, I just saw, um, you know, all the text message uh, pushes that uh, the pipeline that was the Colonial Pipeline that was shut down because of the cyber attack has restarted, but it will still take a few days to get fuel back to normal, which means all those people panic buying probably didn't need to on the East Coast. So I'm not surprised. Hello. Hello. Hey, John.
2: Sorry about that. Yeah, That's I was just all right. saying uh, Well, that's uh, a good thing. We're back
1: with our bring-a-trailer picks, and I just mentioned that they restarted that Colonial Pipeline uh, so the people who were panic buying on the East Coast probably didn't need to, although it would take a few days to get back to the normal flow.
2: Yeah, I, I was just commenting that uh, that was a good thing. I think uh, somehow in our weird connection here it didn't translate, and you didn't hear me.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think I missed that part, so I just wanted to repeat it for uh, for everybody. Uh my last pick is something we don't see very often, and it's a two thousand eight Tesla Roadster. Now, the Roadster was basically proof proof of concept for Tesla, and it was, you know, they they took a Lotus basically platform, you know, just a rolling uh, gliding, you know, the chassis. Uh, and then electrified it, basically. Uh, so there was uh, work in the UK, there was work in in, in uh, California, and it went back and forth. But it was it was to prove that you actually could make a desirable electric car with a long range uh, that uh, people would buy. I mean, these were expensive at the time, I mean, maybe 100 $120,000, $130,000. But there were just enough buyers of it to... Uh, to, uh, to, to get it done and to keep Tesla alive to make the Model S. And their whole plan was to make the Model S, which would be a higher volume luxury car. They would use the profits from that. And then the Model X, which was their crossover of the Model S, uh, to make use the profits from that to make the Model 3 and the Model Y. And the profits from the Model Y and Model 3 will be used to do whatever they're going to call the $25,000 Tesla that they're working on right now. Uh, That will be, I don't know when they're going to debut it, but they've talked about it already. And they're going to do it with their new battery technology that they're using, which is cutting the cost of batteries in half, which is good. Take the, you know, take the cost of batteries down. Now, let me see what it says about this Tesla Roadster. It's finished in thunder gray and is powered by a three-phase electric induction motor paired with a single-speed transmission. Uh, The car spent time in California before being acquired by the selling dealer in January of 2020 who relocated it to Oregon. Uh, equipment includes carbon fiber uh, body, uh, which is expensive, uh, body-colored removable hardtop, uh, black uh, removable roof panel, air conditioning, cruise control, uh, JVC stereo, and four-wheel disc brakes uh, with regenerative braking capability. Uh, service under current ownership was performed by Carl Medlock of Medlock & Sons in Seattle, Washington, and, uh, con- and, and consistently of installing a refurbished battery pack, interesting, and replacing the wheel bearings, uh, rear toe links, uh, front bushings, and PEM fan as well. I don't know what that stands for, uh, as well as an annual inspection that Tesla Roadster is offered at no reserve with a Tesla high-powered wall charger, uh, factory yellow. I guess it had to be yellow, 110 volt. That's a trickle charge, uh, you know, to a regular plug. Uh, Can Senior and uh, JR, uh, uh, J117 uh, power uh, adapters. Um, Service records and a clean Carfax and a clean Colorado title. uh, And it's available in Bend, Oregon. Now, how I got a Colorado title and didn't spend time in Colorado, I'm not sure. (laughs) Yeah. That's sort of a weird thing. Uh, yeah. So the carbon fiber body is finished in Thunder Gray and was uh, based uh, on the Lotus Elise chassis and shared the Elise's side mirrors and uh, windshield. Additional features include a black removable uh, roof panel as well as the optional color match carbon fiber uh, removable hardtop. Um which is good because it reduces weight. Everything is about weight in an electric car. You know, the less weight, the better, you know, fuel, I mean, not fuel economy, the better uh, range you'll get. Uh, let's see. The selling dealer nuts at the front and rear bumper covers have been repainted due to rock chips. And there is a crack in the windshield ugh, uh, shown in the gallery. A replacement windshield is included with the cell. Well, there you go. That comes with the windshield. Now all you have to do is put it in. <laughs> uh, well, that'll be fun. Uh, yeah, I, I think that this is, I mean, it's very cool. And I have not driven one, but they are supposedly, you know, because you're really low to the ground. And, you know, the rear drive and the motor's are fast. It feels like it's very, very fast. Uh, when these four cars first came out, Dan Neal, who was, I believe, at the time, uh, working at the Los Angeles Times as their car critic, uh, talked about how much it was, how wonderful it was and how the fact is that, you know, this is proof that uh, electric cars can be viable. Uh, And uh, he really waxed lyrical about this car. Um, And he's a big Tesla fan now. Now, Dan Neal was the only uh, journalist uh, to ever win a Pulitzer Prize for uh, criticism of automobiles. Uh, He works for the um, Wall Street Journal now. And he wrote such a bad review of like a Pontiac G6 back when he was with the LA Times that they pulled all their advertising. GM pulled all their advertising from the newspaper. (laughs) I guess it doesn't pay to, to, to give a bad review of an advertiser in a newspaper. No, that's for sure. But but to give the Times credit, at the time they they did publish it, uh, and I think it was very funny that 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 you know eventually that they went back to advertising because they just needed, you know the the car companies needed to be uh, General Motors and all the various divisions uh, needed to be in the LA Times, which again at the time print was important, not so much today, but at the time print was important. Um, so yeah, those are, so these are uh, these are just rare to see on auction. Now the current bid is sixty-five thousand, which is pretty good for a thirteen-year-old car. Uh, I think part of the reason it's it's fairly high is that it has a refurbished battery pack. So somebody has you know confidence that the battery pack has you know quite a bit of life left in it. Uh, And I also think that these are just rare and I think prices will only go up for these things And this is in fairly nice condition with fairly low mileage Let's see. What was it again? Uh, 30 uh, It was it was low 39,000 miles. Uh, So that's fairly low for this kind of car Uh, I remember that uh, Bill Maher had one of these too. (laughs) Used to drive it out to Palm Springs to the uh, casinos to where he was working Of course of course. Uh, well, John, I've had a really fun hour uh, with you know, talking our auctions this, this week. And uh, it's going to be fun to talk about how much they sell for when we get together next week.
2: Yeah, especially but, that uh, that uh, Dodge.
1: That Dodge. We'll see what it sells for. I, yep. I have probably a big number. Uh, and we'll be interested in seeing what the Rolls-Royce sells for. Uh, this is Todd Bianco. I'm here with John McMullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on IHEP Radio. And we'll see you next week.